0: when have you been in a state where you've been paddling or you've picked a particular line or you've had an event and maybe it's been like 30 seconds or maybe it's been um five minutes or maybe it's been an hour where you've suddenly just become so absorbed in your in your paddling or you're dropping or just before just after or Maybe some rapids or something that you you were almost kind of outside of your body, as if you were just kind of watching someone else uh, doing it. And time might have like slowed down, but then as soon as it stopped, sped up. And then you come out and go, "Wow, did I just do that? That was that was awesome. Was that just me? Have you does that kind of identify a little bit? Have you ever felt that?
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs>
0: So when's your, when's your previous best performances? Do you have um, one that kind of stands out that you really surprised yourself in? Or not surprised yourself by necessarily the result, but how you felt and what you did during it?
1: It's hard to say. I'm usually like, even when I have a good run or win a race, you always, like, I still want to have it better. Like, there's still... Places to improve, so I'm not not too sure. Um, but I don't think I ever had, like in a competition or something. I never, I don't think I ever had a really dream run because there's always places to still improve. And kayaking is pretty hard, I think. There's, yeah. When it's more that in kayaking, like there's uh, their rabbits where. Or, like, a waterfall where at first I was like, oh, I'll, I don't think I'll ever run that. And then I felt all the like stretch above, and I just feel really good. And then I don't even think about it twice. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. So that's more, maybe come more close to it That then suddenly the waterfall. is like, which was, at the start, I was like, no way. I'm gonna, like, I would never run, like, a 70-foot waterfall. And suddenly you're at the top of it, and you're like, okay, let's go. And I. Don't even have to think about it twice because I feel certainly so confident and good about it. That um, yeah, and then once I did it, I still look back and I'm like, why did I do that? That's just crazy. <laughs> like, so maybe that's more becoming yeah. like, more constant.
0: Yeah. And then do you um, when like you're at the bottom of that waterfall, and maybe you think about it like now, and you go back to kind of running that waterfall? Can you almost remember little? bits of it, like maybe bits of the water or bits of the rock or bits of the sections that you can remember ridiculous detail that you're kind of like, you know, how how did I absorb that?
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I can remember the whole run quite well. Okay. Um, Yeah. But I was pretty relaxed about it, but in my mind I was like, I should be like, I should be really scared for this because I was like really scared the first time I looked at it and I know somebody standing on the uh, on shore above and I was just like signing to him like like that I'm like I was scared but I wasn't really scared but I slowly was like drifting backwards because I wasn't focused at all and I was like I had to like quickly like pedal up to not like float into it backwards and then I straight could go so I kind of had like a distraction and I wasn't even really with it, and then I just had to flow into it. Um, okay. So yeah, I do remember, like...
0: So what got you into that good space?
1: Was Because the day before, I was in just my normal clothes, and I stood above on the rock, and I was like, oh, that's like, that's so big. I'll, like, Imagine just jumping up it, I was thinking, I was like, man, it's so high, like... I don't think I would like wanna wanna go down this. And then next day we running this section above, which already has quite a couple drops. And I think that day I just had good lines, felt good, and so when when you have all your kayak run, you just kind of have a different mindset. Like suddenly it comes more like option, like you can run. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. And do you think about it a lot in between those times? You kind of study that line and constantly thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll go off that point, and kind of visualise it, even though you might not actively be visualising it.
1: Um, well, from the first time when I when I stood there in my clothes, like I hadn't considered it at all until I was there again in my kayak gear the next time, and then I straight away could. The line, and um, but yeah, in between, um, I I don't really think about it.
0: Yeah. Cool. So pretty much no thoughts. You're just doing and reacting and being.
1: Yeah. Just because for me and kayaking, like I don't really want to set goals. Like I didn't want to really want to run the waterfall. Because then I only can be disappointed if I don't run it. So I just don't think about it and just see if there's opportunity to run it. I Either take it or walk away. But I don't mind walking away for, for it. And, um, but yeah, if I feel good and confident, i happy to run it. But yeah, I don't want to set goals that I really want to run that waterfall. Because then if I don't feel good day, I maybe do it but do not really... Feel uh, feel good that Yeah. so I just rather not think about it until I actually have the chance to run it or not run it because I have my gear and I yeah I can just do it or not.
0: Yeah, and how how do you um, how do you have a good day? Like, is there a kind of a, a pattern or something that you do that kind of helps you feel good?
1: No, just, I think it feels, it just comes natural. I think it's, I think there's a lot of factors like good weather, friends, like good lines on the river and just, yeah, I can't really, like sometimes you have a bad day, sometimes it's a good day and I can't really tell.
0: Yeah. What. Do you have any kind of preparation or ritual or routine that you do beforehand?
1: No, so so it comes as all. Well. Quite natural to me for like racing stuff as well like I used to do, I did freestyle racing and um, then the creek, creek racing and for both of those I never had to do too much for it like especially in freestyle like I I didn't really like didn't really have to train and still so in creaking I wouldn't say that I ever trained for it but in the races I I just did well and I think it's like what I said as well from like some people are good in racing and some people aren't. And when I was in freestyle competition, I usually was doing better in the race than in training and maybe in cricking as well. Uh, but I had some races in cricking. then, one of my yeah. you know, my first few races, on one of the races I I um, was pretty scared for the course and I only run half the course once but I was too scared to run the bottom drop because um, I just want to run it um, when there was a safety crew there which was at the race so I decided to not run it until the race and then I raced the section and I ended up second and knew what like, I was in America and nobody knew my name or who I was and soon they were like how did like she didn't even run the course <laughs> how, how could she come second? So I think it's, um, I'm more focused when there's a race on or when I haven't run a section yet. There's just a more focus um, to get the lines right. Whether sometimes when I've been filming a section for a long time, or even sometimes when I run it for the second time, that focus is gone and I find it harder to find, to get perfect lines.
0: So you get, you get a lot more focused when you, it's a new experience. It's like novel and and it becomes more challenging so you plug in a little bit more and, and then is your performance normally better as yeah. a result? Yeah. 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 So how, how else do you help yourself get that focus and kind of plug in?
1: Um, I, I think you're looking back at those races. I think I was quite intimidated about race courses so I definitely visualised myself more running it and want to be like I just really don't want to mess up those lines so I just focus really hard on getting in the right place
0: yeah cool and what would you have told yourself if you could tell you if you could like meet yourself five five years ago and kind of give yourself a little bit of advice as to how to kind of manage your peak performance or get there what advice would you give?
1: did pretty well in races and like kind of was feeling better in races than what i like expected as like, i think when i surprised myself the most probably was in races like coming out fastest yeah. so yeah i don't know really what advice to, <laughs> i would give myself i do feel now in salon that so in freestyle and creaking, i feel like i really was lucky and got just given it I didn't have to work too hard much for it. But now in Solomon I'm like right at the bottom (laughs) of the field. And I really have to like like try And like yeah, try to work myself up to get a little bit better. And like looking at it now it's like it's gonna be pretty hard to get at like a super high like competitive level, like to make a final in one of those slalom races will be really hard. But yeah, so it's maybe that's why I really like slalom at the moment as well. It's that it's so challenging that I'm right at the bottom and I really have to work my way up. Yeah.
0: And so
1: in this, there's I still have to do that a little bit as well. Like there's still girls who like way better than me. Um, but there's as well the scene is pretty small and not other girls go to all the races or the some girls don't race so um yeah yeah probably five years ago I probably would have because I just started so I probably wish I would have started a bit earlier
0: (laughs) yeah okay and then maybe go seven years ago or ten years ago what one advice could you give yourself before you like prepare for a, a race or a performance or a drop or
1: Whatever. When I did the freestyle races like 10 years ago, we had a trainer and he always wanted us to, he always wanted to know what our plan was um, in the competition. And he knew from me that he didn't even have to ask anymore because I wouldn't say, I would just be like, I just go and just
0: just feel
1: what I feel. But then still, still, I had a little bit of a plan, like I knew which tricks. I was good in it, which I could do. I just didn't really want to think about it too much. I just wanted to have fun and just be like, oh yeah, well, i just going to see like where I go. And my trainer like, accepted that because he knew that worked for me. Like I just needed to have a good time. And that's when um, I was performing better. Like it was a rainy day and I um, wasn't really happy, then that influenced my, <laughs> my- I think a lot, so um, yeah, I think I'm pretty happy in the way I I prepared for the races and maybe it wasn't really the best preparation, but I think just not thinking too much about it and just want to have fun, that's what my preparation was and not to be too serious about it. Yeah. I think still now in Slalom, that's yeah, I don't want to because when I'm too serious, I'm just it just can be disappointing, like your results can be disappointed. And when you just don't, when you just be like, Oh, yeah, I'll just see, then hopefully, you see, just can be um, better than what you kind of expected. And of course, of course, you want to always do well, but yeah, I think just. For me, it's just setting,
0: yeah,
1: really small goals, so I don't can be disappointed, and but still trying to like push to get a good result.
0: Yeah, and when you mean you don't want to set goals and be disappointed, do you mean um, like result orientated goals, or do you mean like kind of more process orientated goals? Like, I'm going to put the oar in here and turn around and. Um, do you mean, do you mean kind of results and kind of the outcome?
1: Yeah, more the outcome.
0: The outcome. Yeah.
1: But I think, I think I'm not super outcome focused, like it's more about having a good, like personal good run rather than like the results because like it's always fun to win, but. I don't really care if somebody else is better, because that just makes you want to like go harder and practice more to get on the same level. Uh, yeah, so I think it's more, I'm more focused on having a good time, a good run, and I'm not super outcome-focused, like I don't. I don't care too. Like, of course I'm a little bit gutted, like I'm more gutted when I mess up my lines. And something happened in a race. I'm gutted about that because I knew I could have done better. But when you have your, when you have a really good run um, yourself, it's um, like it's easy to be happy, um, even not yeah. have won um, the race or whatever.
0: And what are the kind of the little goals that you kind of have for yourself? Like if you're going out and uh, slaloming, uh, are you thinking? You know, you're thinking, right, I'm going to push off really hard and then I'm going to put my oar down here and I'm going to rotate here or what are you, what are you kind
1: of... Well, so my my goal is to just get as good as I can. So I think, um, because a lot of slalom pedalists they started when they were like seven or eight years old and there's not many people who like cross over from creaking to slalom Um, at my age, or even, like, crossover from creaking to slalom, it's kind of, um,
0: yeah,
1: there's not many people doing that. And, a lot of people who creak, they also think when they, they cross over to slalom that it's easy to get on the top, like, especially when they're, like, really good in creaking, you almost think, like, oh, yeah, I'll be good in slalom, which is totally not the fact. But, um, I like just, um, yeah, just trying still to, like, get as good as I can in Solomon, and just really push and train hard. And really, again, in, like, outcome terms, it's more, like, personal that I just want to do really well. And-
0: but when you actually go out, like, in in the day, what are you focused on? Like, in not in kind of, like, for the year or not big picture stuff, more kind of oh, just- when you actually go and... Paddle.
1: So it gets better and better. <laughs> like today, I was, well, like it's different every time, but today I was focusing on keeping my boat flat and trying to get fast out of the upstreams. I guess it's every day because you said different courses, you're just trying to do the courses better and better and focus on um, those little things.
0: And what, what are the little things? Like, give me an example.
1: It's like flat boat, keeping the boat on top of the water, so jumping over little waves and holes. And that's, again, it's like a total different technique from creaking. So at the start, I'm or still now, I'm just trying to do like normal, like plastic boat um, things, but you have to work a bit different in a slalom boat, so um, yeah, stay forward in your boat.
0: It's really, it's really interesting chatting with you because um, it's like you, you come across and sound like you don't have um, that much awareness and knowledge about flow and that kind of peak performance state, but all everything that I kind of hear you say um, maps out as to how we teach people to get into flow. You know, so like one of the bigs, one of the, the big principles of flow is that we learn to to master ourselves as opposed to um, as a, as opposed to kind of having more ego orientated winning attitude. So it's it's excellence versus winning, you know, which is more about um, having our own small process goals. You know, like. I'm gonna do this here and I'm gonna do that there and I'm gonna do that rather than thinking of outcome goals as in I'm gonna nail that gate cleanly without any, you know, without touching it sort of thing. So the the, the focus is kind of on that inner excellence rather than on that external outcome. Um, it sounds like you got you got huge potential, like one of the, are you happy if I go into a little bit about flow? Yeah. yeah so one of the, the principles of flow is that um, we're, we're acting with our subconscious rather than our conscious, okay so the the latest studies at the moment shows that when the conscious um, experiences an event, it processes information at 2,000 bits per second, which is quite a lot it's quite a lot of information but guess, guess how much the subconscious can process. Per second,
1: it's probably double <laughs> something, four thousand. Four billion. Four billion.
0: So it's like crazy different, right? It's like looking at me, you know, and you got the the whole picture, and then or looking at a, you know, through the equivalent through the conscious would be looking at a dot on the screen. You know, the whole screen's white, other than one tiny little dot of black, or or color so when we're when we're kind of performing with the subconscious and at, at the front of us um we're 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 absorbing so much more information which allows us to make decisions really quickly and easily because we've got loads of information but when we think about it a lot you know and become quite conscious about it she have been saying a lot um, recently, about you know, trying to not think about stuff, and you know, trying to just just do it, you know, rather than not think about it. When you do think about it, the information you've got is so limited and so small, you know, everything becomes uh, difficult, you know, and our decision making isn't as good because we don't have the available information. So part of you know what we teach is to to trust that subconscious to perform you know, and when we practice at a neuron-to-neuron level, we create like myelin sheaths, like rubber tubing around a wire, okay, and that rubber tubing, um, which is what most neurobiologists would say is talent, or is skill, is this kind of, this tubing that we create, and it allows uh, information to pass through neuron-to-neuron throughout our body, (laughs) like a hundred times faster the more mile-in we have so it kind of like makes us from like a, a shitty computer to a supercomputer or driving down a country lane to driving down a eight-lane highway sort of thing so we've got way much more bandwidth to kind of perform with which means we're faster we're more efficient um and and we've got an open road without any obstacles so um, and all of that comes from, you know, first you've got to do the training, you know, and you've got to build that, that myelin. Um, and, uh, but then when we come to the performance, we've got to trust it. You know, we've got to get rid of that head and those negative thoughts and that kind of s- small minded kind of thinking, and then just focus on the doing and the being and the small process goals and everything you've kind of talked about. And, um, one of the ways um, one of the ways that helps us kind of push us into flow and flows when we're doing like when you're paddling w- with the sub- subconscious and that f- conscious filter is kind of out out of the way and um, when we can get into that when we can um, how people get into that is different for different people but one of the reasons why I spend so much time in the adventure sports field is that most athletes in the in that area are pushed into it because of the sport. Like, the consequences are so high. Like, when you're about to drop down a waterfall, you know, 70 feet, there isn't much time or, or ability to kind of um, put the conscious cap on, right? Because you your body needs to perform at its best, right? And if you go into that conscious, you'll enter that kind of fight- flight or freeze scenario you might have heard, heard, you fight where you kind of like struggle or you flight where you run away and you avoid it and you're like, ah, I'm not going to go down there or you freeze and you just become like analysis paralysis or you hit flow and you trust yourself and you allow that subconscious to take over, which it sounds like, you know, you do most of the time. Um, but a lot of other people, you know, um, find it more difficult to get in. But um, so those uh, experiences are either so intense in adventure sports that you kind of force to plug in and remove that conscious and etc., or it's super new, you know. And so when you were saying, "Ah, oh, I'm going down this route for the first time, and my attention is more, I'm I'm, I'm more engaged, and my attention is more focused," that's because all that information is new. So you're demanding more of yourself. And if you're performing better on routes for the first time and not so good on the second or third time, it means, to me, it means you've got, like, you've got an enormous amount of potential you know, to yourself because one of the key principles of flow is that your, the challenge level, let's say, is here and your skill level is here. And when they're equal or the challenge is just above, then we hit flow. If the challenge is too low, we get bored and we kind of get, we just don't (laughs) perform our best. And if the challenge is too high, we're like, you know, we get into our heads and all that anxiety and crap starts, you know. So and so for you, when you run that first race, the challenge is just above your skill level, right? And so (laughs) then you, you plug in. And it's easier, but then after you've run it a couple of times, that challenge level kind of drops and drops and drops and drop, and you're less likely to enter that zone of uh, of flow. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to hear, kind of you know, hear what you're saying, and a lot of the guys I talk to, um, you know, like Tom Carroll, he's a he's a one of the world's best surfers, and he's surfed like every Wave almost well, not every wave on this planet, but he's left a lot of them. But he still has to go in and find his flow in smaller waves, you know, and waves that don't the urgency and the kind of high consequence and the risk doesn't suck him into the moment and doesn't pull him into that state of flow. And he has to kind of brainwash himself, you know, and imagine that, and change his perception to make the environment more intense you know and it sounds like with slalom it's pretty intense already because you're kind of at that not beginner level but you're at that learning stage again where a lot of things are new and um you know and you've got a lot you're stretching yourself um which is great because you'll you'll find more and more challenge challenge your skill will get your challenge skill challenge skill challenge so it's probably a really good phase it'd be really interesting to kind of see whether you, you're hitting this flow state, if you can kind of slowly become aware of it a little bit more, um, yeah. and just kind of see if you hit it more in your training because you're learning so much. Um, does all that kind of sound like Japanese or does all that make sense? Or
1: <laughs> no, it makes sense. Awesome.
0: So what ways do you think you can manage your environment to kind of get that intensity or newness? so you suddenly become really tentative and focused and then perform your best?
1: It's... Because for me, those races are probably the easiest places to have that because in training, I'm, I'm still always thinking about it because I'm trying to improve myself and, like, every time I'm like, hey, so what can I do better on this skate? Can I try, like, do this and this? But then at the race, I often, like... Don't really think about those things. I'm just really focused on like where the gates are, and I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure how I get from this gate to that gate, but I'm not. Like, I'm not worried about it. I just will see in the race, and just as long as I focus on like where the gates are, I just go. And yeah, again, again, the races I had. It depends a little bit, but most of them. Um, quite satisfied with how I was racing, like it could be way worse like in training I've had way worse days or lines Um, so yeah I think that that's again that's um, subconscious in racing that I not really focus on um, on every gate like okay I have to like be there and like fly and do this and that but just more focus on like yeah the gate is there, I need to do upstream up there, The gate is up there so Thinking less and just yeah, trust on um, my ability because I can't really do more at the moment. But like, I'm not gonna be certainly really good in solo i just I just have to deal with the ability I have. So I guess in like the races I good to um, yeah focus on that. But it's probably good to um, what again work on is try to find it in training as well. So. Maybe like focus on things on a gate but then stop doing that and just just try it without focusing on anything. Just focus on some gates and um yeah, same as an embrace.
0: Yeah. So when was the time you felt like you trusted yourself the most and you had that kind of subconscious boom, um behavior if you like at its fullest? <laughs>
1: I think the confidence as well because usually when I come to a new salon course, um, I like whole person. I'm a bit scared for the water sometimes, even which is crazy because it's so easy courses. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit. I don't trust my ability yet. Um, but then once I've been like if I have one session or two sessions, I I trust my ability and I like, need the challenge again, so I just, um, yeah, try to do harder moves, so, like, I feel more confident underwater, Uh, Yeah, yeah, and just...
0: And increase that challenge again by doing harder moves and making it more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what, um... So that's that's a, a good thing in training as well to kind of think, how can I make this more challenging? How can I make this more yeah. difficult um, to kind of push yourself to kind of get to that state? Yeah. So
1: I'm just thinking today, this morning, I said way too hard courses. <laughs> Sometimes I'm setting too hard courses as well, so I need to actually set, like make it less challenging.
0: <laughs> okay. It's finding that kind of balance where the challenge is in that yeah. optimal state and when yeah. the, and you can, often can't change the course but you can change that kind of you know that headspace um